You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into another edition of GC Live Talking Tuesday Nights. He's intern Joe. I'm Mike Yuba. We're bringing this show to you at five o'clock, a very special edition of GC Live for no real special reason other than the fact that Shane Beamer is actually speaking at six o'clock and we will keep things rolling. So we're moving the show up an hour. So if you're interested in catching what Shane Beamer has to say, head on over to Backstreet Grill. I bet you that place is going to be absolutely packed. I'm going to be heading there shortly. If you can't go there tonight, you can listen to what Beamer has to say on 107.5 The Game, but from having an opportunity to listen to him, oh, I don't know, about three and a half hours ago, because he met with the local media today at 1.30, unless someone slipped on an ice cube and we pray to God that didn't happen, I don't know what else he's going to really be able to share. Since practice was first thing this morning, then he met with the media, and then he'll be going to Backstreet Grill tonight. Patrick Davis, Gamecock alum, Camden native, as well as the creator of a very popular USC song, Big Old Cock. He'll be joining us momentarily to talk about his seventh annual, seventh annual, seventh annual Thanksgiving weekend Toys for Tot show that is happening this Friday night at the Senate. If you have not gone before, let me tell you, this thing is just absolutely electric, especially when South Carolina is hosting Clemson because he does it every year. But the big thing with South Carolina playing Clemson at home, I can tell you from two years ago, a bunch of former Gamecocks were there, and it was electric. You'll also have an opportunity to win some VIP tickets where you can go to the show a little bit earlier, mingle with some of these former Gamecocks, as well as enjoy a couple adult beverages for free. So we'll talk about that. For our Gamecock Central subscribers. All right. We did all the housekeeping notes. Let's just get right into it, intern Joe. Yeah. Today, we heard from the players. We heard from Beamer. They try to downplay things a little bit by saying it's just another game. But at the same time, too, they know it. We know it. Everyone knows it. When you're playing Clemson in this state, in this state, this game is everything, especially when it comes to football. Yeah, Mike. I mean, it's rivalry week. Happy rivalry week to all those watching. Um, It's finally here. Um, And, you know, from what I gathered from the pressers today, obviously I'm back home, but I'm watching from afar. uh, What I gathered is they're locked in and they're ready to go. Um, You know, business as usual. They're trying not to get overhyped for it because for a game like this, you certainly can very easily. Um, Big night game at home rivalry week, like I said. Um, but these guys are locked in, Mike, trying to treat it as every other week because, again, if you let yourself get overhyped for a game like this, you'll come out flat and beat yourself up and lose this football game. So, I mean, they seem locked in, dialed, 
just ready to go, really ready to go and ready to enjoy some, you know, food on Thanksgiving, some stuffing, if you will, um, and, and get things moving. Yeah, there's there's a couple things that stood out to me today. And I know you and I had an opportunity to talk about some of those things yeah. a couple hours ago. But look, when I when we went into today's press conference, I get it that the storyline itself of South Carolina playing Clemson, that's going to trump everything. I understand that. Having said all of that, there were some storylines heading into today based on some stories that came out last night, information that came out last night. And I think first and foremost, the thing that stood out to me was what Shane Beamer had to say about Juice Wells. Now, if you missed everything, we'll get you caught up. Juice Wells took to social media last night on X, and I'll try to bring that up for you guys so you can see what Juice Wells tweeted or X'd. I mean, I don't know exactly what they're calling it these days. Still Twitter.com, technically. There so you I'm, go. I'm still on the Twitter wave until Elon can figure that out. It's All right. So, as I try to bring up the right screen, here's what Juice Wells had to say. Okay, Juice Wells said... Last night at 8.57, clearing the year. I'm not playing and not holding out for the NFL draft. I'll be back next year. Now, having said all of that, having said all of that, sometimes you want, you want further clarity, right? And I'm not trying to be a smart, uh, a wise guy or, you know, but we see that, okay, I'm not playing. Like, you're not playing around. Like, I'm not trying to be like the, you know, the the old guy in the room here, but I think you read that. You just want to make sure. You just want to make sure. So today, and this is what you and I were talking about before we hopped on, you have to ask the A to B question. You have to ask the A to B question, just like when I asked Spencer Rattler the A to B question about, hey, are you thinking about coming back next season, right? I mean, is it a done deal? You announced announced that you are accepting your invite to go play in the in the senior bowl. But does that mean that it's a done deal? Because and I can think of two examples right off the top from Clemson last year where players accepted their invite to the senior bowl, but then they decided to come back and play at Clemson. And I'm not saying those are the only two examples that is it's ever happened with. But again, bringing those examples up, not to say, okay, I'm not trying to mislead anybody, and we'll listen to Spencer in a little bit. But I also think it's important just to share simply because simply because this is something that I think some people just want to know for certain. Like, hey, is that even allowed? Yes, it is allowed. Having said all that, having said all that, let's get into what Shane Beamer had to say about, about Juice Wells when asked today about his status, if he had a chance to talk with him at all before that tweet went out. And this is what Shane Beamer had to say. So why don't you take a listen, then we will uh, pick things up on the other side. Shane, uh, going on from that, I'm not sure if you were aware of the uh, tweet or X last night from uh, Juice Wells sharing something along the lines that he'll be back next year, not playing. I know it might sound like a dumb question, but just because of the way it was worded, just for clarification purposes, did Juice talk with you at all about not playing this weekend, or is he one of those players that could be playing this weekend as well? 
I wouldn't count on it if Juice came to me today, today after prior or today after this press conference and said he wanted to play this week. It um, wouldn't shock me. I'm not counting on that happening though, Mike. Uh, I met with Juice a couple times last week and and uh, and over the weekend or after the game as well. So that the the post that he had on X last night didn't surprise me as far as what he announced. Um, did not anticipate him playing this week, but again. If Juice decides he's in the right frame, uh, right frame of mind, and, and feels good physically, and he wants to, then great. But we're not counting on that. So I'm going to stop it right there. Let's going to have our quick thoughts, Joe. I'll let yeah. you go first, and I have some thoughts on this. You hear that? You see the tweet last night from Juice? What's just your initial takeaway on top of just everything else? Yeah. As far as this being a story now. For the last couple of weeks, Shane Beamer saying for the last couple of weeks, hey, Juice isn't officially done yet. Juice isn't done yet. And then we get the tweet last night from Juice and then that statement from Beamer today. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Juice is, is done. I don't think he's going to play this week. I think, you know, he just made the decision that he's going to channel all of this, you know, kind of pent up frustration and what he's been, you know, struggling with being off the field with this foot injury into next year. I think he just made, you know, the choice in his mind, you know, I'm coming back, just make that decision, you know, still, you know, staying hungry and just, you know, being there, being ready um, to, you know, go after it next year. I think, you know, he wants to play this week, but he knows that if he goes out there and tries, you know, to, to do too much, he could re-aggravate it and just, you know, be worse for the rest of the year. Or like, I mean, for the part of next year too, her, hurt himself for the offseason and whatnot. So, I mean, I think this is a business decision at the end of the day. Our guest, Patrick Davis, just hopped on. We're going to get to Patrick shortly. So, Patrick, just hold tight with us. I'm just having my quick thought on this Juice Well situation. Here's my thought, okay? And this is based on some things I've been able to gather over the last couple of weeks, but especially, I'd say, over the last 12 to 24 hours. And I say 24 hours because this has happened even before Juice Wells put that tweet out last night. Juice has been medically cleared. Juice is ready to go. If Juice wants to play in this game, he can that is what I've been told. Having said all of that, at the end of the day, it comes down to juice. Now, that's not saying that, oh, Mike's saying that he's soft. Mike's saying, no, 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 no. Bottom line is this is a young man who a couple weeks ago, he re-aggravated that injury, which has prevented him from playing for the majority of the year. So when you deal with that, it's not just, okay, is he physically ready to come back? You have to overcome some of these mental hurdles too, especially when it comes to a lower body injury. But on top of that, knowing too, that if he does play based on some of the information that I've been told and I've been able to gather over the last couple of days, he's not at 100% right now. So if he's not at 100%, number one, and number two, he's dealing with a pain tolerance where it's like, okay, how much pain am I going to be able to play through? That's something that a player has to ultimately decide. Medically so, 100%. Correct. So I say all that. I say all of that to say when we've heard Shane Beamer over the last couple of weeks saying, hey, you know, Juice Wells is not done yet. Juice Wells isn't done yet. It's not just doing gamesmanship. A coach just trying to throw that out there so the other teams have to prepare. No, 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 no. It's coming down to the fact that Juice could play, but we don't know how someone's body is going to heal, number one, and number two, how much pain they're going to be able to play through. So that's the reason why. That's the reason why everything has played out the way that it has and why Shane Beamer addressed the answer the way that he did today. But just wanted to kind of clear the air a little bit. Speaking about clearing the air with some of uh, just things and maybe some Musical things that we could talk about is our good friend Patrick Davis. PD, how you doing, buddy? I'm good, brother. I'm good. How y'all doing? Y'all, uh, y'all, y'all down there figuring out all the Gamecocks uh, problems? 
Oh, trying yeah, to, trying our best. Trying our best. It's been good, though. The past few weeks have been fun. They have been fun. I mean, it's crazy what happens, what uh, what winning can do. And uh, PD, I don't know if you've had a chance to meet our our coworker, intern Joe, intern yeah. Joe, with us. I don't What's know if this up, is the Joe? first How time you, doing, you guys brother? have met. Well, well, yeah. yeah, I think we've met in passing at a couple of kickoff parties, but yes. Oh, well, nice. nice to see you, man. Yeah. Nice to see yeah. you here. I'm uh, I'm on the road right now, so I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm just I'm calling in from an Airbnb, actually. Nice. So yeah, pretty 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 uh, amazing spot I'm at here. You know? Well, PD, intern Joe is is next level. I mean, shoot, I'm wearing his shirt. I mean, how many interns oh, have yeah. their own merch? So, you wow. know. You're, know. Learning from, you're learning from Uva. Next thing you know, you're yeah. going to have a biscuit. Absolutely. For <laughs> real. I, I need, we've been waiting on the, the intern Joe biscuit for a while now. So working on that still. Well, it takes some time. And speaking about things that have took some time, this will be your seventh year doing your annual Thanksgiving weekend Toys for Tot show. And the reason I say it takes some time is because when you think of events that give back to the community, sometimes it takes a couple of years to really be able to get people to buy into it. But for this, this thing keeps happening. And right from the jump, I felt like you guys were generating so many toys to be able to help out and give them back to people throughout South Carolina, kids that needed them. But I say that because even though it had a hot start early on, Patrick, it continues to grow year after year. And for an event that takes place the night before the USC Clemson game, especially when you're playing a home game, we've seen so many former Gamecocks come out to support you, and not just Gamecock athletes, but fans as well. You'll be doing this again this weekend at the Senate. Just tell me how excited are you, number one. Number two, why Gamecock fans, if they haven't purchased a ticket yet, why they should before Friday night? Well, I always say the same thing about this particular show. It, it really is um, one of my favorite nights of the year. Um, you know, we're, we're fortunate enough to get to play a lot of shows. I play all over and I do a lot of things that are a lot of fun. But um, this particular show is just uh, it, it, it's good for the soul. Um, we, uh, you know, we we not only have an incredible you know show for everybody that, you know, it's also just kind of the spectacle of all of the, uh, the toys on the stage. We put all the toys, everybody brings their toys with them, you know, and, and, and what's happened now is the first year we've probably had, I don't know, we probably had a, uh, you know, 50 or a hundred toys on the stage. And now there's literally, you know, 500,000 toys on the stage because everybody kind of bought into the idea of like, wow, well, you're coming to a concert and that's great. You buy a ticket for that. But the real thing is, is the thing that's going to make it so special is, is all those toys and, and they're all going to kids that, that are in need and make sure that their holiday season is a little brighter because of that. And that, yeah, there you go. That's, that's one of the, you know, we, we, we get there really early. I mean, my wife and I, um, really my wife, Lauren, she just, she's amazing with this she uh she decorates the entire stage and you know it just it feels like christmas um and and then we we you know we put christmas trees up there and it's just and when the toys are up there it's, it's a really a lot of fun because we can't move on stage like we we can't move we're like we're literally just standing there and usually we've got this giant stage and but that's what we want we want there to be four bikes behind you know the drummer and we want there to be you know these giant uh you know teddy bears and and i don't know barbie dolls and, and cars and, and and footballs and it, it really is a, a special evening and, and and i thank everyone that's that's come out to support it we have some folks that you know they buy 50 tickets you know they they, they made it now where their their thanksgiving happens and they know that the day after every year that entire family that was at thanksgiving is coming to this show so it's pretty cool and I just shared the link for anyone that is interested 
in buying one of these tickets, going out there because it supports a tremendous cause. And if you go to bring a toy, I mean, that's what it comes down to, right? Bring a toy, help out. Uh, but here's the other thing, too. Just talked with Wes, and Patrick has been gracious enough to give a couple VIP tickets to Gamecock Central. So if you're a GC subscriber, head on over to Gamecock Central. We're going to have a link up. You can be able to win a VIP ticket. And correct me if I'm wrong, Patrick, that allows you to get in there early, have a couple yeah, of adult beverages on the house. Yeah, get in early, and we uh, we have a uh, we just kind of all hang out together early, and uh, like I said, it's kind of a family atmosphere. It's Thanksgiving weekend, it's Clemson Carolina weekend, so and we invite everybody. I mean, I know most Gamecock fans are watching this, but if you've got like somebody in the family that you know is a black sheep and they're a Clemson fan, they can come too. Um, but it's uh, you know we uh, the VIP ticket allows you to come in early, and we have some uh, we do a, a specialty cocktail um, that's on the house for that. You, the rest of us cash bar, but you can have the specialty cocktail, and uh, we do that with our Firefly friends. And um, and then uh, there's some seats and stuff like that, but it's it's a lot of fun and and it's hard to beat it. It's it really is an incredible. Um, I keep saying the same thing, but it's one of my favorite. I it can tell from my smile. It just it's so it, it puts me in the spirit. I'm like, all right, Christmas is Christmas time. I, I can listen to Mariah Carey sing for the next month. It's going to be okay because I'm gonna you know I've got this going on. Let's talk some football because one of the guys that you sing about. In your song, Big Old Cock, that I know so many Gamecock fans enjoy, and you'll be able to have a chance to listen to it, I'm sure, on Friday night, is Steve Tannehill. And Tannehill was one of the best you ever saw, as you say in that song. But you've had a chance to see Spencer Rattler now for the last two years. He has an opportunity to not only cap off what has been an incredible November, but it will likely be his final game. I know he hinted today, and we're going to talk about it once once we get off with you, that, okay, I have an extra year of eligibility next year. But having said all that, if he beats Clemson, that will be two straight years. He has two years here, and you beat Clemson on top of everything else that he's been able to accomplish. He has a chance to perhaps finish with the most passing yards in a season. They go to a bowl game and all that. We'll deal with the stats later. But what would it mean? as a Gamecock fan, to see this guy go out there to cap off what has been an incredible career already in two years. I mean, shoot, he just leapfrogged Connor Shaw for the most passing yards in a season. I mean, in a career, he's only done it in two years, but he has a chance to beat Clemson in back-to-back years. I mean, I think all of us out there listening or, you know, all of us Gamecock fans, we can probably just imagine where we would be without Spencer Rattler for the past two years. I mean, like, you know, it was it was a coup that that – that Shane and the, and the staff were able to bring him in. Um, it, it definitely, you know, the past two years have not been easy. We, we, but we're definitely on an upward traje- trajectory. Even, even with this year being like, you could say it's a little bit down in terms of schedule. I mean, we're, we've had decimated by injuries. We know we were, our schedule is always just bonkers. Um, but without Spencer Rattler, just imagine what would be going on <laughs> right now. So I feel like Spencer, um, you know, I have a, I have always said that I think 2026, 2027 are going to kind of be those Gamecock years where we're going to we're going to get to where we should be um, with uh, with what Shane and the staff are doing with recruiting and and, and the overall feeling of the of the I guess the team. Um, I, I really hope that uh, that we remember Spencer Rattler for what he's meant to not just these two years, but I think to 
the next decade of Gamecock football because without him, I don't think those recruits that we're landing are coming. I don't think, and I, I and it's nothing against any of the players that are there today. It's nothing against the coaches. It's just that you need someone who is a, a, a that caliber of player, which is we don't we, we don't have anybody else that's ever played the position of quarterback for the University of South Carolina that's even close to what Spencer Rattler is in terms of being a quarterback mm-hmm. that you can when you watch the NFL on Sundays. Um, he fits the mold. Like he looks like a player that could play on one of those teams. You know, he, he's he not, I mean, he's not as big as like Dak Prescott or he's not, maybe he's not quite as mobile as Russell Wilson, but he's somewhere in between those guys. I mean, like just the, he's got the arm strength, he's got everything. So I think it would be amazing if he came back for another year, but you know, the odds of that happening, I will say, you know, the NIL for all the things that we don't like about it, the NIL would be the only reason that he would come back for another year. If he did, if he wasn't going to get drafted where he thought he was going to get drafted and he's going to make a million dollars playing college. I mean, you know, maybe, you know, who knows? So I, um, but I, I think we all have to just, uh, you know, give a big round of applause to what he, he's meant to this program. And I, I do feel like there's a, there's a really good chance that we, we hang tough with Clemson on Saturday night. And, and if the atmosphere of that of Williams Bryce is what it should be, we could really win that game. I mean, like, I think that, I think that's a big determining factor in whether or not we are able to pull that off. I think with the Kentucky game, I wasn't, I wasn't lucky enough to be in town, but I watched it on television and the, and the, and the vibe of, of the stadium, you could tell that people were really losing their mind. And that night game, I mean, having the ability to drink all day, I mean, come on, people were losing their mind, you know? And, and that's where I think this is really going to, um, you're absolutely right. If he could beat Clemson two years in a row, um, I think he already goes down as probably, I think if he would play four years, he'd be the greatest. It wouldn't be a question yeah. who the best quarterback in South Carolina was. But um, but I think, you know, I think Connor and then, you know, I think then uh, – and Tannehill all, had some amazing moments, but I think Spencer uh, as a total package is, is is up there with, in my opinion, Connor would be the man. Um, and I think Spencer probably has a better arm and, you know, that stuff. So, um, But he just didn't have Marcus Lattimore behind him. Or, <laughs> You mentioned you mentioned NIL, and I think it's just a great reminder. I'm not just saying this to blow smoke up your backside or make you blush, but we talked about it before last year, Gator Bowl. You and I were talking about. It. You said, "Mike, we got to do something. We got there's nothing. There's no events going on." Yeah. But you thought of the idea of being able to have a concert, and not just the concert for Gamecock fans that benefited NIL. You've been able to learn a little bit more about it. I'm not saying that you have your PhD in it. I think none of us really do, but because um, we're all still figuring out this the gray area that when it comes to NIL, but man, I mean, you mentioned a guy like Spencer Rattler and I mean, shoot, Juice Wells announced last night that he's coming back next season. NIL plays an important part. I mean, what would you just tell Gamecock fans about just the importance of it? Because you look at these other programs and whether you like it or not, okay, it's not about if you like NIL or not, it is not going anywhere anytime soon. What would you just tell Gamecock fans as far as being a contributor, even if they're not crazy about the idea of, amateur athletes getting paid yeah i mean i think it's just it's just part of it it's it's, it's become a thing where I, I completely understand the idea that you know it takes away it makes it up you know they're paid to play but man we need um we're gonna have to compete and all the other teams are doing it and and honestly they have larger coffers you know they they they, they got bigger uh, bankrolls so we're gonna have to kind of come together i think power in numbers for us and um i've been i've actually been on the uh kind of on the wire with some folks at, at USC about some ideas of how to, uh, you know, uh, facilitate some monies coming in. Um, and I think they are really working very, very hard. Um, I know that there's a number of groups out there, you know, Garnet Trust and some other guys that are, that are trying to, trying to piece it all together. And, um, 
it is it is just part of it love it or hate it it's it's where we are right now i think there will be some rules hopefully that are made that that make it to where you know it's 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 kind of crazy with this wild west thing even even someone who's on the road all the time playing shows i still can tune in and see i'm like what the hell like this guy just played here and now he's playing here and now he's playing here i mean that kind of stuff kind of has to be um addressed but but i i Look, man, I don't, I don't, songwriters, we don't make, you know, we don't make what we're supposed, we get, we feel like we, people steal from us all the time. And I, I kind of feel for the kids, you know, I, I, we were all athletes. I saw you posting about 10 years ago, you played your last, your last game, you know, I mean, maybe you got one more game in you. We don't know. Yeah. A lot of people game. really want a, uh, an undersized, uh, five, nine in cleats and, uh, 170 pounds soaking wet white yeah. cornerback, you know, right. everything high yeah. demand for that. Yeah. But that, but, but I do think that that's, um, it's very important uh, that these kids don't. I, when I was in college at South Carolina, I was friends with a lot of the athletes, and you know, and and it's not like they struggled necessarily, all of them, but there were some of them that you know they they were they go play in front of eighty thousand people on Saturday night, and then they couldn't take their girlfriend to dinner. So that yeah. that seems wrong. Uh, and so for me, I'm all about. I don't I don't care if they get paid. It matter, matter to me. And actually, I, I even said this. I said if Spencer Rattler wasn't getting paid, I'm not saying this is his character. I'm just using him as an example. When we were two and five. Or two and six, whatever the you know. I don't know if he was going to go pro if he wasn't getting paid to play. He might be like, I'm out. I'll, I'll still make it. I'm going to get drafted. You know, I mean, like I think there's a thing there that I'm not saying that's him. You know, I'm not using him. Maybe he's a bad example because maybe he would play anyway. But there are definitely players out there that would sit out. Um, and you know, and I, and I think that the, the NIL makes it to where you know, like, well, it, it does give a little bit of uh, professionalism to the to a you know an amateur sport. But we all know the truth, boys. It ain't been amateur for a long time. <laughs> no, and I'll and I'll say this before we wrap things up, Patrick, with you, that I've always thought back to this when I was in college. Yes, you sign up to be a student athlete. No question about it. No question about it. But just like when you go to a school, if you accept a scholarship as a student, here's the difference between Johnny, who could be a phenomenal musician or someone that goes to a school and they're an engineer. Or there's something that they're really talented at. Like that's their skill. That's their skill. They can go out while they're still a student in college and be able to profit off of what their oh, skill set yeah. is. For sure. Before football, that wasn't the case. Now, certainly, yes, the money, it could be different, right? Uh, we'll use a guy like Hunter Rogers, for example. He's the long snapper. Is he going to get paid the same amount of money compared to a Juice Wells or a Spencer Rattler? Certainly not. But that's just like the real world. You go out there, your value, depending on what your skill set is, what your talent is, it's going to generate more money. The yeah. beauty, though, for a guy like Hunter Rogers, though, the long snapper, who, by the way, had a phenomenal game last week, doesn't get talked about enough, some great tackles and – the I got a jersey. Team. I have his jersey. That a boy. That a boy. But they do, they do stuff like that though, and they're able to get a couple bucks, like you said. Take your girlfriend out, you know, yeah. on a date. Um, instead of having to go to, you know, um, the the I don't want to knock like South Carolina's like cafeteria or yeah. whatever. I haven't really gone, to, but you know what I mean. You're able to go out there and live like a normal person because, yes. You are a student athlete. Yes, you did sign up for this, but at the same time, too, you're a freaking person. You're not a robot, you know? Well, I do think it's, it's just going to be important. It's just we have to be, you know, with Texas coming in, with Oklahoma coming in, with Alabama, with the, you're going to have to compete with those guys. And, and I'm not saying that. You know, and we're also going to have to just coach them up. You know, I know it sounds, but we've always had to do that. You know, we're not going to get, we're not always going to get the, the big guys. But I think that we, we just have to, we just have to be 
uh, have the ability to be competitive. And that doesn't mean I think that some folks are just going to still look at the best situation. And it's okay if we can't pay him as much as these guys can, or we, as long as we can keep it competitive to where we have enough of that. And that's going to, that's where I say it's going to, it's going to come from a, um, from a laundry list of, of uh, things. We're going to, it's going to be more power in numbers maybe than we don't have, you know, T-Bone Pickens or what, you know, the guy, you know, we don't have Tito's from, you know, from actually Tito's <laughs> vodka, you know, for, for UT it's, it's just different. So we're going to, uh, we're going to have to work on that. But I, I do feel like the guys, you know, uh, the guard trust and other, other, you know, guys out there are, are, are definitely working it. Um, yeah, there's a Garnet trusting right there underneath yeah. there. I'm seeing it run, run underneath. So, um, but I really, uh, I really appreciate, uh, everything they're doing. I appreciate you guys having me on here and I, and you're going to come over, you're coming on, on, uh, you're coming on Friday night, correct? I am coming on Friday night. You can see it right there. The toys for tots. I'll zoom in a little bit because uh, as I'm getting older, my eyesight's going. So maybe some people, depending on what devices they're watching it found out crazy stat that about 25% of our subscribers or people that watch these GC live shows actually watch it on their televisions. How about that? Crazy how you can get data like that. So, uh, but for those of you who are squinting at your phone, what that says is the midnight choir. Patrick Davis and his Midnight Choir are going to be at the Senate for their 7th annual Thanksgiving weekend Toys for Totten event. That is Friday, the uh, November 24th. If you get the VIP tickets, you have an opportunity to win that. Head on over to Gamecock Central. Get to mingle with a lot of people that go out to this. A lot of people that head on out to this. I mean, I don't know if, if you had a chance to talk to some of the people that are going to be there, Patrick. I know that we've seen... Uh, our good friend, our mutual friend, one of my first colleagues in South Carolina, Corey Miller. I know Ryan Brewer's made it out in years past. And T- Steve Tannehill's come on out. Yeah. You don't know which former Gamecock will be out there, but I'm well, sure yeah, we'll you don't see know, plenty you don't of know them. With the, uh, with the game being in Columbia, it definitely uh, it definitely helps. You know, we we do it regardless of where the game is, but you know, it's always a little lighter when the game's in Clemson because folks go up to Clemson the night before. Yep. But um, this is a, this is kind of my way of getting home for Thanksgiving as well. I get to see the family. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of Gamecocks out there, and and I, my phone kind of blows up with these numbers that I don't actually know <laughs> on Friday, and some of them are old are like old Gamecock guys that you know get my number through. Um, you know, through Corey or, you know, or, you know, I don't know if any of the hoodie boys, I, I, I saw Darius two nights ago, we were together in Augusta. I, I forgot to even ask him. So, you know, you never know who might show up. It just depends on if they, they come in town on Friday night or not, you know? So, um, so there's always a lot of, uh, a lot of, a lot of good folks, a lot of good Gamecocks. And, and we, and we won three games in a row. We've won three games in a row. So right. That's a big, that's big news. I know we beat Kentucky was actually really big. I didn't think we were going to beat Kentucky actually, to be honest. Um, but you know, we're in a good spot. And um, once again, just whoever, watching this I, i'm sure most of you guys are gonna go to the game uh just be loud and uh and proud and and, and i think that will the clemson guys you know it's, it's only human nature they're gonna they, be, they might buckle under a little bit of pressure so uh you know keep it in their face you mentioned three wins but i know to this fan base they're thinking one thing comes saturday and that's being able to get two straight wins against clemson patrick appreciate you hopping on with us Thanks, cannot man. wait to see you on friday night man it's gonna be awesome intern nice to meet you brother Nice to meet you, big dog. Appreciate it. Once again, Patrick Davis and his Midnight Choir, they're going to be here this weekend. Head on over to the Senate. Catch him. Just an awesome event, and I always enjoy. I love seeing shows at the Senate. It's it's one of the best in Columbia for live music. So We're going to try to get things going, wrap things up probably in the next 15, 20 minutes. I'm going to head on over to Backstreet Grill to listen to what Shane Beamer has to say. Having said all of that, Joe, one of the things, as you see some of the comments coming in, we're going to get back into football talk here, but wanted to get that out there because it is an awesome, awesome, awesome event. 
you have a chance to be able to talk with so many Gamecocks and then kind of the post party kind of trickles on into halls. I did not put this out the other night and I know that um, it was low hanging fruit if I did, but Mark Stoops was actually at halls the other night. Maybe he had, you know, a couple cocktails too many the night before uh, the, the game against USC. But having said that, I'm joking. Uh, having said that, he talks about, Patrick talked about the atmosphere, the energy inside of williams Bryce Stadium. Yeah. And if there was an, any, you already know that you want that energy to be incredible because you're playing Clemson. If you win the game, you get to head to a bowl game. But on top of that, we found out today, our colleague at On3, Chad Simmons, put out that four-star Gamecock target running back, Daniel Hill, will be in attendance for this weekend's game. Now, this is massive for so many reasons. If you remember, at the beginning of the month, and we started to put this out, intern Joe and I, we've been talking about this probably now, I'd say for the last month, saying that, okay, there's been reports by other recruiting insiders who've been doing this a hell of a lot longer, a hell of a lot longer. I don't have a crystal ball. I don't do any of the crystal ball. I know that's another outlet. I don't have any control of the RPM at on three. But what I have said multiple times, and Joe and I have talked about this, based on the things that I have been told, I really liked where South Carolina stood. And if I had a crystal ball vote, if I had some say in the RPM, I would be leaning heavily, heavily that Daniel Hill will be committing to South Carolina. Having said all that, having said all that, they're 17, 18-year-old kids. Until something is actually in writing, it means nothing. But having said all that, what has took place over these last couple weeks? Well, let's take a couple steps back. Beginning of the month, Daniel Hill, a lot of hype surrounding about Alabama. We've talked about this before. His father would really like for him to stay close to home, which is Mississippi. would like for him to go to Alabama. That's been out there multiple times. Daniel Hill pushed back his commitment date, which was going to take place before the start of the football season. And I think a lot of people looked at his man, South Carolina had a real good chance. This isn't happening now. What's going on? Is he going to go to Alabama? And the big thing was he just wanted to get on the same page as not, not only his father, but with his family as a whole. So now fast forward to the beginning of the month in November. Hill is expected to take an official visit at Alabama. Well, what takes place? Hill cancels his visit the night before. And at that point to me, Joe, that told me, man, I really, I really like what's going on here. And that's why I kept pushing it out there. I'm like, I'm telling you, South Carolina, South Carolina, especially based off of the things I'm being told, right? If, if I'm putting something out there, it's not because, uh, I'm just taking a guess. No, 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 no. Just like Wes, Chris, we're being told certain things. We're being told certain things. Yep. So there were specific things that I was told. There were certain things that I've seen, seen text messages. I'm telling you. Everybody's hearing something, Mike. Okay. But based on that, that made me feel really good. This news today, though, on top of the fact that Alabama looks like they're going to go after another running back, the timing of it, to me, is so perfect for USC. The fact that you've won these last three games, on top of it all, you have an opportunity to make that place as electric as it's been. We've seen in years past, but especially on Saturday. You do that with, oh, by the way, Dante Reno will be down there for an unofficial visit. Dante bring up Dante too, yeah. Dante's going to be down. You're, you're calling yeah. in. You're calling in the reliever from the bullpen, one of your best recruiters, one of your best recruiters for this 2024 class when it comes to trying to get other prospects on board. 
you have this. I mean, not to be corny, but let's just, you know, this is a perfect sandstorm. So you have an opportunity to really, really send a positive message to Daniel Hill and give him that, that reason why he should be a Gamecock. So again, if there was any other reason why, any other reason why you wanted to go to this game this weekend, which you really don't need all these external reasons. It's South Carolina Clemson. But this gives you that extra juice. My goodness, the timing could not be better for South Carolina, especially, especially knowing that a win this weekend would do so much for their program because it gets them to a bowl game. Yeah, Mike, that super long-winded question or way to ask me about Daniel Hill. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the momentum for South Carolina is looking really good for a guy like Daniel Hill um, in a position you've really struggled at a lot this year um, to get a freshman like Daniel Hill in there um, as dynamic as he is. Um, I think it's huge. Um, and you'll have hopefully Mario Anderson returning. I know he's, he's doing senior day, but um, you know, he's prob- probably going to come back. I, I would believe that's the plan. Um, but yeah, I, I think, you know, it's, it's a very big opportunity for South Carolina to show, you know, why you, sh- you should be the school he chooses. I mean, and we've seen guys, Mike, to get, get you started on this too. I we've seen guys that, I mean, Nick Harbor was at the Georgia game last year. So you don't necessarily have to win the game to sway a Daniel Hill, but you need, what you do need is the atmosphere and you need it to be like Kentucky. You need it to be just as good. The students section, the cockpit needs to do better. You know, I, I heard what Shane said, but um, you order a pizza. I, I did not. I, I'll, I'll have to go tend to that, but go ahead. <laughs> no, keep going. Well, no, I was, I mean, that was pretty much all of my point there. I mean, South Carolina has its work left ahead of it. Um, if they want to land Daniel Hill, they need Williams Price Stadium to be as good, if not better, than it was last week. Intern oh, Joe second. over here ordering pizzas during the show. Yeah, that was perfect. Tommy's question, real quick. Um, right now we had the friends and family order. I'm trying to get. Um, Intern Joe's merch. I'm wearing it. Yeah, I'm trying to get a link for everyone to be able to buy merch or something like that, or be able to, you know. But so currently, we had a friends and family mock up. So I'm working on it. Um, you know, would, if you guys would buy some, hit me up. Let me know. Um, and and I'll try to get some merch cooking here soon. Hopefully, in time for the holiday season. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. We, we'll see. But anyways, yeah. So uh, Daniel Hill. I, I, and again, like I said, I think the biggest part about landing Daniel Hill is, you know, his. You know, not going to Bama, canceling the visit yep. to Bama. I think it shows all intent, and everybody's hearing something, Mike. We all, I mean, me and you and I, we talked about this earlier. Um, we mentioned this, but like, we we we've we've heard things. Um, everyone's hearing things about Daniel Hill, um, and so the, obviously, there's plenty of room for speculation. I think South Carolina is also in a good position. Um, you know, you just need to make this weekend great, and you know, f- execute on this recruiting visit from front to back. You know, really, you know, pull out all the stops, make Williams Bryce look great, um, and then uh, winning the game would be a big plus too. All right, let's get into the game. Let's get into the game and just talk about the importance of what they need to do to be able to win this. We'll have some keys come out later on in the week on Thursday. We do our weekly quick slants. Not going to have a show, though, on Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. I'll let you guys just watch football and stuff your face with uh, food. Stuffing. Joe and I pissing off the South by saying that it's stuffing. stuffing. Oh, it gets, people, it gets people's gears going in the South. I, I love it. I love it. Go take a nap. My family loves that somebody told me on Twitter to go take a nap. Good. Good. Wes, if you're watching, it's not dressing. You know, it I'm is probably just pissing off half our, yes. um, our viewers. We love you guys, here. but it's stuffing. I'm sorry. Stuffing. 
It Stop. Is, anyway, it is thank, so look at you. Thank you, Gamecock Retreater. He's the best for that reason. <laughs> having 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 said all that, and all and all, you know, all joking aside, defensively for South Carolina, we've talked about this over the last couple of weeks. To me, one of the keys of this game, you need to be able to force a turnover. And I mentioned this stat last week, but I'm going to dig in just a little bit deeper. Okay, you damn Yankees, pimp on a blimp, eighty nine. But with this game, right, with Clemson's offense, the big thing to me, even though it's changed in terms of what they're trying to do from a play call standpoint, right? You have a new play caller. You have some different personnel back there. Being able to throw them off their rhythm by creating a turnover would be massive. Now, we would say this every week, but especially this week. I mentioned this stat last week. It's updated now, but then I'm going to throw another stat at you. South Carolina in the last two years at home, when they force at least one takeaway, at least one takeaway, they are 10-0. and When they don't force at least one takeaway at home in that same time span, they're 0-3. Obviously, stats don't win you games, but a stat like that, it just goes to show you the importance of being able to force a takeaway. Having said all that, here's another stat for you. Here's another stat for you. What South Carolina has done in their last three games compared to their first eight. In South Carolina's first eight games of the season, they only forced seven turnovers. In their last three, they've forced nine. So when we look at the success South Carolina has had, and certainly the competition maybe against Jacksonville State and Vandy, it wasn't up to par in comparison to Clemson, and what you're going to see certainly, right, or even last week against Kentucky. But having said all that, you can see the difference of what took place. Again, not to bring up PTSD from that Florida game, but you get a takeaway during Florida, you probably win that game. No question that if you stop them on fourth and 10, you execute the way that you're supposed to off the blitz, that they win that game by not losing contain. But if you get a takeaway in that game, you probably win that game. On the flip side of it, this past weekend against Kentucky, if Nick Eamon were, who had an opportunity earlier in the game, right? Drops an interception. Well, what does he do? He flushes it, comes back out there, and he makes, to me, arguably one of the biggest plays of the season by having that interception in the end zone. Because if you don't do that, Kentucky gets at least three points on that drive. Right. At least. And to me, if they get that, the way the game's played is different. And I think Kentucky goes on to win that game. So I bring those things up just to show you the importance of being able to get takeaways, being opportunistic, something that South Carolina really struggled with for nearly a month, especially in that month of October. So doing that this weekend, Joe, to me is the biggest key because if you can do that, you slow down the rhythm here. Clemson's going to get anxious, right? They're a team that likes to use their speed on the outside. Shipley's been playing really well these last couple weeks. Club Nick's been playing really well these last couple weeks. But if you do that, I feel like what will happen is Clemson's going to get anxious and they're going to want to take some shots down the field. And that's when you can really disrupt the rhythm and create more turnovers. Yeah, I know a lot about Clemson this year because my roommate back in Columbia is from um, Clemson, knows a lot about the Clemson Tigers. So I've been following them pretty much every week. I've been getting a Clemson update, which isn't the most fun at times. Shout out to my roommate. Uh, but I mean, Clemson's a very similar team to South Carolina at the moment, right? They're coming off a lot of big wins, a large portion of those coming at home. Um, you know, Dabo's got his guys playing well after the whole Tyler from Spartanburg thing. Um, whether it was 
planted or not, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I don't necessarily buy into all those conspiracy theories, but I mean, two really similar teams, um, both, you know, finding their identity offensively and then their defense is also stepping up as well. Um, I, I mean, I think South Carolina's offense is at least on the perimeter between Spencer and Xavier Leggett is a little bit better than Clemson's, but then also Klubnik and Shipley are also really, really dynamic. Clemson's got a really young group of receivers. Um, so it'll be an interesting matchup with South Carolina's secondary, but I think what coming what this game is going to come down to for South Carolina's defense is stopping Shipley in the run. If you yep. can kind of get some pressure on Clay, Cade Klubnik, I don't think he's done that well against pressure all year. Um, and we've seen it just in, in, in his past, uh, you know, doesn't do well against the blitz. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's put up or shut up time for the South Carolina football team. I think it's finally arrived for this 2023 campaign and you need to do the things that you haven't been doing well these last couple of weeks. You need to get pressure. You need to stop the run. If you're going to win this game and then offensively, you need to convert on third down. I think that's going to be the biggest thing for this offense. Um, it's not going to be the big play battle. Obviously, if you're South Carolina, you want to convert on more of them because you, you thrive off of those, but it's third down. I mean, if you can convert a big third down on a drive, I think that goes further than, you know, a 12-yard or whatever explosive play, if you will. Um, momentum is going to be a big thing in this game, and it's, you know, whoever can grab it and hold on to it um, for four quarters is going to win this football game. We're going to try to extend the show just a little bit longer. I say we were going to get off probably around this time, but we might have a last-minute special guest. I don't want to say who it is just in case they're not able to hop on, but they they just messaged me they're going to come on in five. All right, we're going to have a special guest in five minutes that's going to be hopping on with us. Special guest joining GC Live shortly, and they'll we'll, we'll only talk to them for just a little bit, but – they were watching the show, and I asked them, I said, hey, you want to hop on with us? And they said, all right, give me a couple minutes. So special guest coming up in five minutes. The other thing, too, Joe, about this game, when I look at it, let's look at the opposite side now. This front for Clemson is very, very talented. And it seems like when we talk about Clemson defensively for the last, I'd say, almost decade now, even when their defense isn't phenomenal, their front seven usually is. Their front seven usually is. And when you have a good front seven, it can clean some things up in the secondary. Now, I think Nate Wiggins is a talented defensive back. All right, we can sit here, we can downplay things. He's a talented defensive back. Can he contain Xavier Leggett for the entire game? I, I don't know if he's going to be able to do that, but I don't think he necessarily has to. I think if you put Nate on him one-on-one, -on -one, I think Nate will win some. But I truly believe that Xavier will get, at some point, if you just put him in one-on-one -on -one matchups, Leggett will break free. That's why I think, just like we've seen with multiple teams, especially with Kentucky last week, for the majority of the game, they double-teamed Leggett. That's what you have to do. You have to double-team him, even if you have a very good corner like Nate Wiggins. So I bring that up because if you have those one-on-one -on -one matchups, you're going to take your shot with Leggett. Because with Rattler to Leggett, I don't care who the corner is. I don't care. To me, that's a 70-30 ball. 70% in favor of Leggett. Right? And as we know, as a defensive back, it is not easy. It is not easy to be a defensive back. Because you can stop a guy nine times out of ten. You get burned that one time, that's what all people are going to remember. Right? So, again, I think Nate Wiggins... It will, be a, it will be a fun matchup to watch if you're a football fan. And again, just trying to look at it, take the Gamecock glasses off, just looking at it as Team A, Team B. 
that will be a fun matchup watching those two. I still think Clemson will have to double team him because if they don't, Leggett will break three, break free at, at, at points. But having said all that, other players certainly will have to step up. But where I look at it as the biggest, the biggest, biggest concern that I have this weekend is Clemson's front going up against USC's front. In an extension of that is South Carolina's running back room. To carry on Joyner, based on what we heard from Beamer today, he's going to do everything he can to get suited up to play this weekend. How much are you going to get from DK? Because to me, what it sounds like is, okay, Mario Anderson's going to be your workhorse, which we are expecting. But on top of that, you're probably going to have guys like DJ Braswell, probably going to have guys like Twitty in Dunn that are going to serve as complimentary running backs back there to provide depth. And it's not about the production. When we're talking about production, it's not just about running the football. It's about also being able to make an impact in the pass game, right? Pass pro. Braswell did some really good things, especially on that touchdown pass. So even if South Carolina's offensive line has a good game this weekend, which is a very, very tough task, very tough task. And they struggled a little bit last week and the competition gets better this week. You also need a very, very, talented running back room this weekend as far as pass protection and when we're talking about running backs one guy that we've been talking about a lot that will hopefully commit to the Gamecocks is Daniel Hill and a guy that will hopefully be able to help close that deal is another Gamecock prospect a Gamecock commit that will be there and that's our special guest Dante Reno hopping on with us Dante how you doing great how are you guys all right, before we get into things, we're not going to hold you up that, that long. We appreciate you hopping on at the last minute. Okay. Um, two things. One, congratulations on winning your state okay. title. Awesome stuff. Way to end your high school career. Number two, congratulations to your dad for <laughs> winning the Ivy League title, despite the fact of myself, Wes Mitchell, and some of the other colleagues picking Harvard this I'm week. In the air, Mike. Intern Joe. Picked yeah. Yale by a billion. By a billion. Do you have any comments for either one of us? I know you're very happy with intern Joe. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah obviously, Joe. I mean, Joe knows what's up. Of course. Um, they, Dante, they, I got they you. Should have, they should have won by a billion. They blocked two punts in, inside the five and didn't <laughs> score on either of them. But um, on, it was a good game. And obviously, Mike, you know, not to bet on the bull, against the Bulldogs next time. So, Well, you know what? I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson, and it was awesome. It was an awesome game. I was, I was watching it. I love the rivalry. I'm not just saying that. It was a great finish, and certainly one of those rivalry games I would highly recommend to people to go to if you have the chance, whether it be up in Harvard, whether it be at Yale. Awesome stuff. If you go to, Har- if you go to Yale, though, you have a chance to go check out all the amazing pizza in New Haven, yeah. though, but that's a different story for another day. Having said that, having said all that, Dante, big opportunity for the Gamecocks this week, and they've won three in a row, so there's a lot at stake here for you. I know we've talked about it before in the past that you would like to be able to participate in some of these bowl practices if they were to go there. So they need a win in order to get that on the table. But not only is this game big because it's the in-state rivalry game that everyone talks about year round, the bowl opportunity that it could lead to. But on top of that, you have Daniel Hill in town this weekend. You're going to be here too. I know that yourself, other Gamecock commits have stayed on him religiously. How are you feeling? How are you feeling as you come down here this weekend? And I know there's going to be some other Gamecock commits down here as well. How are you guys feeling as far as trying to get Hill to come on home and be a Gamecock? Yeah, I think we're all feeling pretty great. Uh, I talk to Daniel every week, if not four or five times a week, just texting him. 
um, like today was his birthday and happy birthday, Daniel, if he ends up seeing this. Um, but I mean, we text him, I tweeted at him today, tweeted at him again last week. I mean, we all feel great. Um, he's been great with all of us. We've been recruiting him for maybe a year now, um, since last summer. So he's gotten to know all of the commits. Well, um, he knows the O-line really well and he knows who's going to be blocking for him and who's going to be handing the ball off to him. Um, he loves coach Loggins. Um, he loves coach Beamer. So I think we have a really good shot this weekend. Um, he's going to love the game too. You had an opportunity to watch it from at home last weekend. And we, we hear so much about these recruits, including yourself, about the atmosphere when they come down here, especially at night. I say that because there's no secret that this weekend could be something that we haven't seen in quite some time just because of everything that is together, right? The fact that this is the rivalry game on top of the fact that there's a lot on the line in terms of being able to make it to a bowl game from a recruiting standpoint, how massive is that? Or we, I think the fans hear it like even a couple of weeks ago, it wasn't a packed stadium, but it was so loud despite the weather and Beamer's out here on Tuesday. And I think some fans rolled their eyes a little bit when he said, Hey, I had a recruit in my office the next day saying how incredible the atmosphere was like how much of an impact does that truly make? And is that something when you talk to not just, guys like Daniel Hill, not not just guys like Daniel Hill, but other prospects, how much of that do they bring up? I think it's huge. It's kind of like the old saying, like, be where your feet are. And when you're in that situation, you're in that stadium, and you hear the fans, you hear the roar, and you see how passionate the fans are. It's everything you want. And like people always say, everything's bigger and better than the SEC. And people care more. Um, so I think as a recruit, you really want to see that. And especially, like you said, like everything that's at stake this weekend, just for Daniel to see that and the rest of the recruits to see that. It's going to be huge. It's going to be huge for him. Yes, Big Red. Dante will be down here this weekend. I think you're actually spending uh, Thanksgiving down here with your family, correct? Yeah, we are. We fly on Thursday morning. This is uh, this is going to be this is going to be an awesome, awesome game. Uh, just real quickly, and we'll let you get going. Appreciate you hopping on. High school football, your career's done, which is kind of probably weird for you to even say and think of, as excited as you are to play at that next level. What are these next couple weeks like for you? Obviously not knowing if South Carolina is going to a bowl game quite yet. Uh, but I bring that up because what are you doing right now? Because I know that you'll be enrolling early come January. Yeah, so right now it's like kind of giving myself off like three or four days and then we'll go down to South Carolina and then I'll start training again that Sunday we come back. So I'll train up until the All-American game. Then the All-American game is December 29th to the January 4th, something like that. So I'll have like a good month and a half block of training before I enroll. Um, so hopefully all goes well this weekend and we can play in the bowl practices and all that stuff too. Um, but that's kind of like what the next couple of months looks like. I'm excited yeah. to watch in the All-America game. I mean, obviously during Christmas break, it was one of my favorite things to do. So now that I have somebody to kind of, kind of root for and, and be like, hey, like I point at the TV, um, I'm, I'm excited to watch in that game. Yeah, appreciate it. There'll be a lot of Gamecocks in that one. I think Cam's playing in it, too. Yep. Yeah. Um, Wendell Gregory's also in it, too, so it'll be fun. Yeah. I'm trying to think. The Under Armour one. Uh, this is the U. I'm trying to remember which one Fred Johnson's playing in. Yeah. Uh, no, he's in the Adidas one. That's, I, I can't keep up. There's so many yeah. freaking bowl games for these, these senior games. But they're awesome regardless. If you get an opportunity to play in any of them, but especially the yeah. one you're playing in, it'll be very special. Well, Dante – Safe travels down here. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the game on Saturday. And I'll give you one last opportunity. What's uh, what's just your message to the Gamecock fans as they get ready to try to create a rowdy atmosphere for not just 
home field advantage, but to send a message to Daniel Hill. Yeah, I mean, if you see him or see us, see me, I'll be with him the whole day. So come up and say hi. Um, do whatever you got to do. Um, I mean, he's going to be great. He's going to be having a great time with him and his family. So whatever we got to do to get him here, we're going to do it. So Awesome, man. Well, again, safe travels down there. Tell your dad that we're a bunch of ham bones for uh, doubting the Bulldogs. But, uh, the Bulldogs. Intern, you, intern, in, intern Joe knows ball. Yeah. Always. Always. Thanks, guys. Oh, also, hey, is it stuffing or dressing? Just so you can piss off oh, some yeah. people down here already. I mean, these people probably love you. Stuffing or dressing? What do you yeah. call it? Oh, dressing. You call it dressing? Hold on. No, you're saying what I like better? Stuffing. No. Oh, stuffing in oh, Thanksgiving. Stuffing. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank you. All right. Again, you just yeah, pissed off some fans who have probably loved you since day one. Great. Thank you. But yeah. we needed that, though. We Northerners, the you know, dressing, we're trying to stick yeah, together here. On like the, the dressing's like not. No, no. no, no. Yeah. That a yeah. boy. And then, hey, and then what goes on your pasta? That's 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 gravy. That gravy all the time. There we go. Nice Italian guy right yeah, there. How Italian. you doing? How's your mother? There we go. All right. Dante Reno. Appreciate you, buddy. Safe Thank travel down here. All right. Dante Reno joining us. Man, the, last the, legend, the boy. How about that? You like that for a surprise for you, Joe? Oh yeah, it was always good. Uh, you know, he's he's the man. Appreciate him. You know, seeing that we were live and you know hopping on. I like it when guests you know just randomly decide to pop on. Keeps things exciting around here. So, and I'm glad he's on. He's on the stuffing train. <laughs> um, you know, make sure everyone's got the got got. The, All right, final thoughts because Beamer's yeah. about to start up. Final thoughts though on this matchup. Uh, on the matchup, I mean, South Carolina seems ready. Both teams really seem ready to play this one. It's going to be a four-quarter dogfight. Um, it's it's going to be about, you know, who can keep their wits about them, right? This is the pinnacle of the season. It's go big or go home, um, you know, win or go home. Uh, you know, it's your work is left in front of you, and this is the biggest test of the season, hands down. Um, do you want to win a rivalry game at home? Kind of break the, I guess, losing. There isn't a streak yet, but prevent a streak from happening of losing to your arch rival at home. Or do you want to go out on top? It's put up or shut up time. Um, this defense needs to make a big stand. Um, and everyone needs to be bought in completely if they want to win this one. I think they certainly can do that. Um, it's, uh, to me, I think it's anybody's game at this point. It's a toss-up, Mike. Um, really is a toss-up. Last two weeks, defense and special teams, they have really stepped up, especially special teams last week. They're coming off their best performance defensively. To me, last week was their best performance. I know it was Ben Dope break. I know some people, it drives them a little nuts at times, but you only allow 14 points in a game, in a game where your offense for the first time all season at home struggled to do anything, really struggled to do anything outside of that first quarter. And then, of course, they were able to find a way to score the touchdown at the end of the game. But offensively, you really struggle to a point, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the second quarter and third quarter combined. This is how bad it was. I actually went back and looked at this because I couldn't believe it. Second and third quarter combined against Kentucky. South Carolina only had 30 yards of total offense. Think about that. 30 yards of total offense. So your defense, you needed them unlike ever before this season, and they were able to step up. So now what you're hoping for is you carry that momentum. Having said all that, you're also hoping that your offense bounces back and they're able to have a type of game where they're playing better than they have all season. Because like Spencer Rattler said today, he remembers that feeling last year. He's been hearing about it going back to uh, the summary mention, how people were coming up saying, hey, that win made my whole year. And he wants to be able to give this fan base that same feeling. But he also knows, as he alluded to today, they have to play their best football. They have to play their best football. Each week over this 
three-game winning streak. Jacksonville State to Vanderbilt. And one could argue that maybe Jacksonville State was playing better football than Vandy. But Jacksonville State to Vandy to Kentucky, the competition has got better and better each week. Now you're going up against Clemson, a Clemson team who, yes, they had a rocky part of their season in mid-October, but these last couple weeks, especially since the Tyler from Spartanburg saga, they've really been able to start playing some of their best football. So now you have two teams playing their best football all year. What's going to happen? What's going to show up? And like I've said before in the past, USC and majority of this fan base knows exactly what I'm saying. South Carolina in the past, not just under Beamer, but going back to the Muschamp age, going back, going back towards the end of the Spurrier era. Every time they give you hope, they come right out the next week and they just kick you right in the groin. They didn't do that last week. They found a way to get it done. Now, it wasn't pretty, but they found a way to get it done. Are they going to kick you in the groin this week? Or are they going to come out there playing some of their best football like they did last year, right? You think about the Tennessee game. You think about the Clemson game last year. What do they do in that game? What are they doing these last couple weeks? They're forcing turnovers. They're doing good things on special teams. They're starting to do things that this team really struggled with for the majority of the season, for a good portion of the season, especially in October. That's what I'm looking at more than anything. If you missed any of our program, head on over to the Gamecock Central YouTube page where you can watch this show in its entirety. Or if you're a podcast listener, head on over to the Gamecock Central Podcast Network. And as always, these shows are brought to you by our good friends. The first one is Clint Hammond of the Movement Mortgage Network. If you're in the process of purchasing a home or you're looking to get the best rate, trying to find that lowest rate out there, give Clint and his team a call the same way that our very own Wes Mitchell and his wife did when they were in the market for looking for a home or as well as former game quarterback and captain Perry Orth and his wife, Shannon. That number is 803-771-6933. Let Clint Hammond know that Gamecock Central sent you. And Joe, today's show is also brought to you by our good friends over at Liberty Tax. Yeah, Mike, as always, our good friends over at Liberty Tax. Tax is an uncertain feeling you get right before doing your taxes, but you don't have to go through it alone. Tax team at Liberty Tax in Irmo, Lexington, and Columbia will walk you through the process, clear up any confusion, and guarantee you'll get the biggest possible refund or your money back. It's tax time. If you're in a hurry for your refund, call on the tax team at Liberty Tax. Fast, accurate, and guaranteed. If you think you, if you're on the other hand, if you think you might be owing Uncle Sam, talk to the Liberty Tax team to make sure you're not paying more than you should owe. They'll find every possible deduction for you, locally owned and operated. Staffed by tax professionals from your neighborhood. Open nine to nine on weekdays and nine to five on Saturdays with multiple service options. Start the Liberty Tax mobile app or through the desktop portal. Make an appointment or just walk in. Give a call to upload tax documents. And when you come in, your return will be ready to review and sign. Give them a call on your screen right now, 803-462-5576. Once again, 803-462-5576. All right, folks. That's going to do it for here for us. Appreciate you tuning in. Joe, is that your doorbell again? It's not, it's not my doorbell, Mike. Joe, Joe, Joe's I, ordering, I, I, pizza I ordered pizza. Joe's order, ordering pizza over here, you know, yeah. the doorbell going off. There, yeah, there it is again. Go get the doorbell, Joe. We're going to wrap things up so you can get that pizza. Appreciate everyone that tuned in today. We'll do it again on Saturday. No GC Live show this Thursday. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Enjoy your time with your loved ones. If you're coming out to the concert on Friday night at the Senate, come on over. Say hello. I believe talking to Wes and Chris, they might be there as well. So come on over, say hello to the GC crew 
And Saturday, get loud, get there early. We didn't really talk much about it, but former President Donald Trump will be there. So I can only imagine that security will be a little tighter this weekend. It'll be a little bit longer to get into the game because I bring that up because it's senior day too. So Shane Beamer mentioned to get into your seats around 710, but just keep that in mind that it might take you a little bit longer. That's just a hunch. That hasn't been a message sent out by USC, but you know the former president in there, you can only imagine what security will be like. Once again, everyone, enjoy. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll see you Saturday at the game. And Big Red says, where can we hear Carolina calls? 107.5 the game, Big Red. 107.5 the game. And Tommy Lucas says it's dressing. No. When I say pass the dressing, I'm talking about the salad dressing. That's crazy, Tommy. That's 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 a wild. Oh, we're gonna piss off so many people. Hey, we love you guys. We love you again. Have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy the game Saturday night. We will catch you on the GC Live post game show immediately after. And South Carolina looks to take the 120th edition of the Palmetto Bowl, and more importantly for Gamecock fans, their second straight one in this series. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.